Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Wyoming whiskey. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, my and Andy's personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. Speaking of which, with me as always is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how are you doing on this fine Saturday afternoon? You know, I can't complain at all. Um, still dealing know, with those damn cicadas. Yeah, we're still dealing with damn cicadas. Uh, warm weather's finally brought them out. So, you know, having fun squashing them on the road when I see them. Right. Um, but, you know, other than that, I can't complain. Uh, how about you? Oh, well, you know, just uh, living the dream. About to get a car. Go way more <laughs> into debt than, our, um, you know, yeah. than, than where I'm currently staying. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to support uh, our German engineers there over uh, at Audi. <laughs> yeah, gotta love that. Uh, very excited for this whiskey. I have to say, Andy, the first time I got my hands on it, I was extremely excited, but I was a little disappointed. We'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this holds up. You know, I'm just kind of giving my little own teaser there, but I, of course, I know everyone's dying to hear from you, Andy, so why don't you dive right on in and tell the folks everything they need to know about Wyoming whiskey. Of course. So... Wyoming, again, uh, like Templeton Rye that we discussed last week, is another uh, distillery founded in 2006. Uh, it's actually Wyoming's first legal distillery um, oh, wow. to ever be founded there. I don't know if they actually had illegal distilleries prior to then, but for what it's worth, it's the first legal one, at least. Gotcha. Um, Based out of Kirby, Wyoming. Yep. And of course, yeah. So, based out of Kirby, Wyoming, and of course, their first bourbons and whiskeys hit the market in 2009. So, about three years after they were founded. Gotcha. Um, or actually, well, didn't hit the market. Actually started distillation on it at that point. Okay. Um, the first products came on the market in 2012. I take that back. So, six years after founding. It's as, like Northwest Kirby, uh, Wyoming is like kind of Northwest ish, very central Wyoming, not too far from Montana and parts of Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very unique. We kind of talked about, um, last week, uh, we talked about Templeton and how it's very unique and rare to have like a very well-known whiskey out of one of those mid Western or like far Midwestern States, yeah. uh, like Iowa. And now we have one kind uh, of Wyoming and yeah, yeah. playing, playing, uh, up with the big boys as well. Really good to see. I'm sure a uh, Wyoming whiskey, uh, you know, coming from the least populated state in the entire country to have a big name like this, that they're, oh, yeah. they're repping hard. And that's uh, obviously really cool to see. Oh yeah. It's very fantastic that they've gained their reputation as quickly as they have. Compared to, you know, some of the most famous brands in the um, space. At least for American whiskeys. Um, of course, for them, starting out, you know, and still, as far as I know to this day, you know, a big thing for them is, you know, use local, distill local and everything. So they use as many local grains and other ingredients as they can um, to distill and create their whiskeys. Um, of course, you know, that goes in like winter wheats from Wyoming, barley's, winter rice, and non GMO corn that all, you know, they try and source as much of it, if not all of it, as they can from um, Wyoming. And then, of course, it turns into then a mash bill of 68% corn, 20% wheat, 
and 12% malted barley for the standard products. Gotcha. And then they end up, of course, incorporating some of their back set whiskey in and limestone filtered water into that process to get it all started and going. So they sour mash everything there. Um, you know, of course, similar to most other brands, doing that helps filter out some of the impurities um, that you might see if you weren't doing that process. And then they then in their mash tons and everything and their cookers and everything to try and get that uh, fermentation process started, they actually use two different strains of yeast combined with those grains and everything to get that fermentation started. And then, you know, of course, once that gets out of there, um, the distillate, the distillate is an age, you know, like at least five years um, in one of their six rick houses in a standard uh, 53 gallon barrel or actually not a standard. It's a 53 gallon barrel, which is not as common in the industry, at least in America is not as common. Um, I forget what the standard uh, size of a U.S. barrel is, but Wyoming chooses to use the 53 gallon barrels. Of course, even though they say they're five-year-old um, minimum whiskey, once it's been aged and everything, they then end up non-age stating it. Allows for a bit of flexibility there for them to um, produce some younger, some older, not have to stick to strictly, oh, we have to sit there and age it for so long before we release it to the uh, markets. That way you can sit there and produce a bit more and release it more and gain more notoriety. Absolutely. Uh, and not run into some shortages that other brands might face if they choose to age state their stuff without right. a lot of backs, um, you know, backlog of inventory an aged whiskey or vodka or something. Yep. Typical bourbon barrel in the U S clocks in at 53 U S gallons. Okay. Okay. So maybe it is standard one and, um, I'm just have my notes wrong on it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, of course they've created a whole bunch of different products out of this um the out you know there's outrider american straight whiskey their um double cast bourbon which they start the first five years you know as a virgin oak barrel as all bourbons have to do and then they ex actually move it to pedro jimenez sherry casks to finish it yeah um and then they had a i don't know that they're still doing it but I know at least in the past they had a National Parks limited edition series that they would feature like a different national park. Yeah, it's coming out. Uh, I believe it's coming out sometime this summer, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I've uh, been kind of doing a lot of research, trying to lock down, track down some rare whiskeys for the, for okay. the show. You know, hopefully we'll see. Um, and I've been doing a research a lot of, on a lot of the releases this year, the 2021 release dates. And yeah. uh, they do have a National Park one coming out this year. Okay. So hopefully, so maybe we'll be able to get our hands on that. Might get one. There, yeah. That'll be fun to we'll see. get if we but can they, get it. But they are, I can confirm they are still doing that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, that's good to know. Uh, of course, you know, they still have their small batch bourbon, which is um, an 88 proofer, uh, which I think they, if the rumors are correct, at least, I don't know that this is a guaranteed thing, but if the rumors are correct, 
that 88 proof for their small bash was kind of intended to not only one create a smooth drink and whiskey, but also to some sense pay homage to Wyoming becoming the 44th state in the Union, in the United States of America. Love it. Because, uh, of course, 88 proof is 44% alcohol. Um, and in that, you know, they also do it from approximately 15 different hand-selected barrels that they do um, in order to make each small batch craft bourbon there. Of course, they also have single barrels selections, as always, uh, as most bourbon and whiskey brands seem to have, at least in America anymore, nowadays, seem to have that option to do, whether it's, you know, private barreling of it or just a widespread barreling like some brands do. And then they also have a barrel strength, which I think is the one we're trying today, right? Yeah, so what we're trying today... Uh, is the Wyoming whiskey bourbon? It's the Wyoming bourbon whiskey private stock. Uh, it's actually a single barrel that was selected by the and exclusively exclusively for the state of Ohio. Nice. Fifty seven point seven percent alcohol by volume. One hundred and fifteen point four proof. So uh, this bad boy's got some giddy up. Yeah. But this is a very unique uh, version of Wyoming whiskey. It is a barrel that was picked out by the yeah. state of Ohio. That's good. Uh, how much do you remember how much that retailed for? I think it was about 30 bucks. Oh, wow. That's really cheap for most. Yeah, it was very, like, it was very affordable. Select options. Yeah. Yeah, it was very affordable. That's a, if you can find that still, or if you can find, you know, like your own state's option or anything yeah, like exactly. that. Exactly. I'm sure this bottle is maybe not out there for not, probably not for retail at least, maybe for secondary. Yeah. Uh, but if you can get I your bet. hands on it, it, definitely it's worth a try. Yeah. No, no, I agree with you. I love the distillery. Uh, it's in, as we mentioned earlier, it's in Kirby, Wyoming. Uh, honestly, it looks like it might pretty much be the pretty much all of what Kirby is. Uh, <laughs> I've seen a, a Google image here. I'm not sure for how long ago it is, but this shows that Kirby has a population of 57. So if you know, probably ten, all that. If 20 people by. work at the distillery, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. like half the, you know, almost half the town. Yeah. Um, if you Google Kirby, Wyoming, you basically just get pictures of that population. Oh, this one has a population of 92. So that's a little bit more updated. Uh, but you get, um, you mainly get pictures of the population sign or you get pictures of the Wyoming whiskey distillery. If you Google so, Kirby, Wyoming. So it sounds like it's one of the few things. Big heavy there, industry basically. area there. Well, I mean, you know, we've visited some other cities that are very, very heavily dependent upon, you know, bourbon or just American whiskeys. So to drive their revenues and everything for that city or a state, <clears throat> Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it's not uncommon in the industry to kind of have that. Of course. Um, but, you know, it's kind of uncommon that you would have a town that small right. be that dependent. Also well, that well known as far as the... Uh, that too. The location and, the, and the, the main industry there. Yeah. All right, folks, let's go ahead and give a taste. Whatever uh, glass of Wyoming or barrel of Wyoming whiskey you can get your hands on, give yourself a pour, and uh, let's do this tasting. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and dive right into our tasting. Of course, ours is the private stock single barrel that was picked out by the state of Ohio, uh, the 115.4 proof. So uh, hopefully you have the same one. Ours is from barrel 5G79 or 5679. I can't tell. Um, but hopefully you have a similar exceptional Wyoming whiskey that we can uh, all taste here together. As always, we're going to start with the nose. Very like wheat forward, mm -hmm. kind of like very, very grain forward note, but not like in a bad way that I've seen with some other 
whiskeys. Yeah, um, very noticeable on the nose, but not an aggressive in an aggressive way. I think it's rather pleasant considering the proofage. Oh yeah, very very pleasant based on the proofage. Um, I would say kind of like fresh some... cut grass in the spring. I'm kind of getting that note, like a bit of honey there too. I'm getting a that's little, what it reminds me of. I'm least. getting a little caramely honey. A little bit. Yeah. Of, that's what I'm getting a lot of. Uh, a lot, I mean, of, a lot of wheat grass type that you talk yeah. about too. I yeah, mean, it, I get that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's one that it does not, for the proofage, does not smell like it. Right, but it's also not. I wouldn't call. I, I've I've ta- I've smelled like one fifteens before that are lighter than this though. So it's yeah. not. I, I do agree. It's not the lightest. It is kind very, of middle of the road. It is very. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, closer. Yeah, very much middle of the road. Um, but very light still for yeah. for what you would think of for a 115 would give you. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a taste. I think it's all, it, it's very, I think it kicks you in the teeth a little bit. It's very powerful. It's, oh, it's, yeah. um, it's, it tastes like a very strong whiskey, not nearly as light on the palate as it is on the um, nose. On the nose. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot heavier on the palate. Um, if you if you're someone who likes a complex, rich, um, heavy bourbon, you're gonna like this one a lot. Oh yeah, but this one is it's a very powerful. Like it's um, reminds me a lot of Stag Junior at that, the one that we have clocks in about one thirty in proof, yeah. and this one feels like a one thirty or like a one twenty six, even it, though it's really a one fifteen. Yeah, yeah, it, it 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 very much, at least drink wise, exactly right. It feels far stronger than it really is uh it doesn't feel as strong as the stag jr did to me when we tried that one i and i agree with that i agree i do think the stag jr is more powerful but it gets up i feel like it's getting up into that level where oh yeah kind of it's like nipping on the heels of the stag yeah yeah no i i'd agree with that point i mean the stag jr it's getting up in that range but the stag jr very much was more just so in your face. This one, right? It's in your face, but it kind of is not in a bad way in your face, or right. not in a, as strong of a way in your face. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, you know, Wyoming's one of the coldest states in the union, Andy. Yep. Uh, probably one of the. It's one of the snowiest states. Uh, this is a this is a whiskey that'll keep you warm in a, in a oh, harsh sure. winter. This is the shit that game of this is the shit that Winterfell would be drinking. Yeah. That if they were sure. drinking whiskey. I, I still get very much like a honey flavor on there. Some kind of like fresh cut grass or like springtime notes in there. Like flout. Not like a Irish whiskey or some lighter scotch whiskey. Like flower notes. But kind of like a springtime note that reminds me of like flowers and fresh cut grass. They're in it. Honey. Everything on the palate as well. Absolutely. But still good. Very, I yeah. mean, at that privilege. Definitely. We'll, uh, we, we'll maybe uh, have to try the uh, regular bourbon at some point. Of course. Of course, uh, we, we should have maybe grabbed that. But this is, this is just such a special selection. It's, you know, it's hard to not Gotta try do that. those, you know, and focus on those mainly. Yep. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you can subscribe, leave a review, and listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions. Go to our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, support us there. Give us some feedback uh, in any way you uh, feel is appropriate. Um, We really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America, we'll be here for you next week.